Welcome to the Too Posh Podcast. I'm Gabrielle. I am a former mafia princess and the owner of our Too Posh Boutique. And I'm here with my beautiful daughter, Marcella. I'm Marcella. I am a dancer, choreographer, model, and the designer for Too Posh. And I cannot wait to talk to Whitley, <laughs> who is my son's adorable girlfriend. Hi, I'm Whitley. I like to create things. I'm kind of a nerd. A nerd. Kind of a nerd. And I like to make people smile. <laughs> what will they say next? You're listening to the Two Posh Podcast. Welcome, everyone. Hi, I'm Estella. I'm Marcella over here. <laughs> I don't know you told me to look at her. Oh, right. sorry. <laughs> Hi, um, hi Whitley. Hi. Hi, Whitley. And we welcome a very special guest today, Nicolette. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Nicolette is going to share a very powerful story, her story. Mm-hmm. And um, her journey, I feel like, has been very interesting, painful, um, riveting, and successful, and triumphant, and mm-hmm. everything else that one can think about. And I wanted to thank you for taking the time and coming today. Thank you for inviting me. It's very brave. Yes. Yeah. Very, very brave. And I want to first say that Nicolette is family. Like she is family. Yes. We, um, I want to go a little bit back how we met. Mm-hmm. I'm, well, actually my grandmother came to visit from Austria and her, she was in her eighties at the time. Marcella was four years old and she took Marcella for a walk in her pink Barbie car back then. <laughs> <laughs> and then she came back home and my grandmother, who barely spoke English, walked in the door and goes, I met your new best friend. I, and I go, you met someone? I don't even speak the language. But she goes, I met your new best friend. She's the, the most beautiful, most sweetest girl in the world. And her name is Desiree and she's pregnant and whatever. And I'm going, okay. <laughs> she is like your opposite so my mom had long, long, long blonde hair down to your butt. <laughs> and then Desiree has beautiful, dark, dark, dark hair down to her butt. And you guys were like best friends. From that day forward. From that day. I yeah. mean, it's That's still so, cool. so crazy. Yeah. Still crazy. And then she's we, my second mom. Like I second stole mom. her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she was pregnant with Nic- Nicolette's oldest sister, Dominique, when I met her. And so we have known Nikki for her whole entire life mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> every time i talk about y'all i always say like marcella she's like our fourth sister <laughs> yeah. and right we used to play games uh school games i was the teacher <laughs> the trunchable mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god matilda <laughs> <laughs> i was the mean teacher it was a foreshadowing to later when i would be teaching dance i think and was mean to my students um and i would make everybody dance <laughs> i was trunchable <laughs> I was always the good kid, and yeah. my, my sisters got locked in the closet. <laughs> the oh, what's it called? The the chokey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What's the ago. movie again? Matilda. Matilda. Oh, okay. And we, I was, we would scream and hide, <laughs> and I would make them all dance. I would choreograph dances and dress them up in costumes, oh and I would gosh. make them come downstairs, and we would put on a show for everybody. Mm-hmm. It was my like foreshadowing of choreography and <laughs> abuse. <laughs> I abuse all of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Nicolette, tell us a little bit about your upbringing, your life, like all the way up to high school, like just to, to then. Um. So I actually grew up um with a really great family. Um, my parents are still together. They've been married for like 32 years and they got engaged actually after knowing each other for two weeks. Mm-hmm. So Aww. I don't think I knew that. Yeah. It's like a oh, total cool. love story. Like yeah. my my what? dad, yeah, my dad said within like the first few days of meeting her, he was like, "I'm gonna know you for a long time." <laughs> and he Aww. loves your mom. I use Insane. your parents as an example often. You typically to a guy I'm dating. <laughs> like, <laughs> listen, um, but they are just so. Your dad loves your mom. Mm-hmm. He's a New York Italian, yeah. also. Mm-hmm. So my ex husband and him, because mm-hmm. we're best friends, yeah. sound. Mm-hmm. They're like very pretty Italian. like that. Yeah. 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 So like um Marcel's dad was actually like we called him Uncle Peter. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um so him and my dad were like best friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. So um I grew up with a really great family actually. 
um, I have two older sisters and we were all really close. So, I mean, we're a big Italian family. <laughs> so we grew up like that. Um, my oldest sister went away to college when I was in middle school. So I ended up getting really, really close with my middle sister because like my oldest sister was gone. And um, really up until summer going into my freshman year of college, like everything was great. Um, you know, so we, how was high school? Um, high school was an odd time for me. Um, so I actually started partying pretty early because um, I started hanging out with a lot of older kids. But in high school, in high school, okay. yeah. Like what grade would you say? Um, I started drinking summer going into my freshman year of high school. Me too. So oh, I so was before high school. So I was fourteen. You too. Mm-hmm. Wait, See, wait. I didn't do anything in high school. How old are you then? I'm twenty two. So no, but back then when I was fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah. So that's Jolie's age. <clears throat> so yeah. 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 <laughs> I had actually met um an older guy and um I like totally fell in love with him and he kinda ran with the party crowd. And so I thought like and he was like that player type of guy, you know, and so I thought like, well, maybe if I start partying and like smoking weed and like sneaking out of my house, like he'll think I'm cool and like he'll want to date me. I had the same thing. (laughs) I was just telling you about it. Remember my yeah, going into high school, I snuck out and (laughs) I got it was like three or four in the morning and I had three girlfriends over and Mm -hmm. I left with my best friend. Why does everyone sneak um, out? And and my it was the cool thing to do. Yeah, I, I think we had broken up, but like my middle school or freshman, whatever, my middle school boyfriend, mm-hmm. um, we were still friends. He snuck out with us, and we got pulled over, and there was mm-hmm. alcohol in the car. Yeah, and I remember like, was it even legal for you to be in a vehicle operating? No, <laughs> oh no. And then the guy who was driving borrowed his sister's car which she said it was fine but they're like this isn't your car you stole it <laughs> and like it was this whole thing my parents had to come get me from the cops and I wasn't even in high school yet so I totally yep I was and there. you're so good today <laughs> I know I'm like do you know turn me around <laughs> but yeah so you how what grade was he in um he was a year older than me so okay. I was going into my freshman year and he was going into his sophomore year okay um, but I was actually bullied pretty badly by a lot of my girlfriends in eighth grade. Like how? Um, they just kind of like, I honestly don't know what happened, but like they all turned on me and like, it sounds so silly, but like, I remember like at lunch we would have like big eight tables and like, they would like make me sit at the very end by myself. I hate that. And like, they would all sit on one side and like, there was this thing called form spring and it was like this anonymous, you could send like anonymous messages. Yeah. Yeah. And like I would get all these like horribly mean messages, like people calling me like like horrible names and I like too. They would send what the heck. Yeah. And they would send messages to like the guys that I liked too and like say what? horrible oh things about me. Oh, they would say Nicolette is this Nicolette this. is this, she's that, she, you know, she doesn't do that like what just like stupid stuff Did and like anything happen? Like do you have any idea why I know that happening? there was like this kid that me and my friend both liked um, and he ended up like I had liked him for a really long time. And so he ended up dating me. And I think mm. she like was pissed off Jealous. because mm-hmm. like he like, I guess, chose me over. I mean, it was like it's eighth grade. Like it's <laughs> yeah. not even a real yeah. relationship. You but know? isn't it weird how something in eighth grade can then affect you later mm-hmm. and I think I just said this the other day I said kids are so mean yeah mm-hmm. and like looking back on it now like it it's like sounds like so stupid and so petty but like when you're that young and like it's you're a big that deal. age yeah. it's like your whole world is like mm-hmm. school and your friends mm-hmm. and it's just like I remember what was that called again that app form, form spring form spring form spring I remember looking at some people's like someone had told me about it and it's the meanest of the mean because it's on the say. phone, right? It's an app. When I was younger, it was just a website. You just a went website. to it. A but website, it's all anonymous, oh, right? And like I think letters, like handwritten letters attached to carnation <laughs> flowers. And See, that's, that's what they did to me. Yeah, but that's like Mean Girls, you know, like when yeah. he gives like the, no, the like candy cane. for Gretchen Wieners. <laughs> yeah, that's what they did. But no, they did the same that's thing what to I was guys. Thinking. Yeah. But now, I mean, when she was because she's mm-hmm. yeah, well. Are you all the same age-ish? 23. I'm to- I'll be 23 in October. Yeah. Okay. okay. So Why did when I get 
flowers website (laughs) but the website is worse because i think that's when you i think you were in the beginning of the online Mm -hmm. bullying well and i just remember like i was 14 years old and like crying myself to sleep every night and like thinking like horrible thoughts like thinking things like 14 year olds should not think about like like what like like i have no friends like i'm not pretty everyone hates me like why am i even alive you know like i was 14 years old back then mm mm-hmm Okay, I said the other day to Marcella, I swear to God, I think it's an American thing. But I I didn't experience oh, that. Oh, meanness. I just mm. mean mm. how mean, like even my friends from home today, when I talk to them, everyone is so soft and sweet mm-hmm. and caring. And here, it's just, every, even adults, everyone wants to be so Bitter. mean and well and cruel i think we started talking about that because someone that i grew up with who was never people were very mean to her in school and we she is now this she's um this big time opera singer Mm -hmm. in like i mean she's like famous and Mm -hmm. she is um lgbt she's a lesbian and Mm she um is super into her like she's come into her own and she's a bigger girl she is super successful but she kind of rocks who she is and we were talking about that because I, in third grade every, she would sit by herself. So and I, I sat with her <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I didn't like people. I was always nice because you teaching me like always. Not, I hated when people sat by themselves. I, too, I yeah. hate it still. I know like I've eaten by myself at a restaurant, but if I see anybody else, anyone else, yeah. I'm like, oh my god, I feel bad. I should sit with them. <laughs> when they're probably like, uh, I'm enjoying this yeah, quietly like, yeah, by myself. Alone. Yeah, but I don't like when people eat by themselves. I always I talk either. to everybody, nerdy. Or the outcast kids, because mm-hmm. I don't like. They're my favorite, yeah, honestly. I know. I'm like, and nobody wants to be like the one sitting by themselves. Mm-hmm. And it just, I think. And then I had the studio, and I would see some parents like, I would actually see adults making fun of children, which was the reason why I had to get curtains on the windows. Mm-hmm. Very, really nasty. So you can imagine if the parents are talking about other kids, which I think is horrendous. Yeah. Then the kids are going to be mean to those kids, and then they're affecting like at 14 mm-hmm. you're thinking such awful things laying mm-hmm. in your bed which is devastating to yeah. me did you ever tell your sisters or your mom uh, and dad so my mom knew what was going on and she would make me like deactivate my form spring account but i would just reactivate it because mm-hmm. like i wanted to know like what these people were saying about me even though like it i probably didn't need to see it right. um but my mom and dad, I actually am, almost didn't go to the public high school in my town. I almost went to John Paul II, which is a private Christian high school, because I didn't want to have to go to school with those girls. And the only reason I ended up going to the high school was because my sister was going to be there. So oh. she, she's mm. actually the the reason I started hanging out with older kids was because I started older. hanging out with my sister because I like had no friends in my grade anymore. Okay, so... Now you're dating this guy that's partying and you're sneaking out, which by the way, we just got cameras all around my house. <laughs> no, sneaking out for Jolie. She's on the second floor too. But you heard like a cannonball. Yeah. <laughs> the water. But what's cool is that she I mean, she's still so good and hasn't done anything. Mm-hmm. But if she ever did, we got the cameras for different reasons. Yeah. <laughs> and they're good cameras. Mm, they're like, really good. You can see everything, like every detail, like the grass is like very, yeah. we could have definitely <laughs> used those at my house <laughs> growing Probably up. My <laughs> I know. So, but Nikki, mm-hmm. Dominique and Juliana, did they ever sneak out? Juliana? No, probably I not. Like, <laughs> she's like Gino. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dominique, she definitely had a phase in high school. Um, and she definitely, you know, was kind of rebellious and stuff, but I don't, like I don't think it ever got super bad. Juliana, no, complete opposite. Like <laughs> right. never. Yeah. So, but then here's you. You're mm-hmm. sneaking out. Then did you get caught? Yeah. So <laughs> the first time I actually got caught, um, I had been smoking weed with my older sister, with Juliana's best guy friends, and um, I was telling this kid that I was dating, the kid that I had been in love with forever, about how I had smoked weed for the first time because like I wanted him be cool to like yeah. think I was cool. And so he ended up telling one of his close friends and they told my sister and they were like, Juliana, like, 
I don't want to rat your sister out, but like she's so young, like she should not be doing mm-hmm. these things. Cause I was also sending like really sexual text messages to the kid that I was dating. Cause like, I mean, I, like I was only 14, like I was still a virgin, but like I wanted him to think I was cool. Mm-hmm. So he showed like all of these messages <gasps> oh, to like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. to like one of my sister's friends. And so my sister was just really worried about me. And like Juliana is, is the sweetest person. She has the sweetest she heart. Is. So like Aww. she, she is Gino. She was not doing it maliciously. Like she was just genuinely worried about me. And so she told my parent, my, she told my mom and I was at my friend's house one night and I get a phone call from my mom and she's like, you need to come outside. And I was like, okay, why? And she was like, just come outside now. Cause she didn't even believe me that like, I was where I said I was and I come outside and she was like so you're smoking weed now Nick and I my heart just like dropped and I was like oh my god like (laughs) no Uh, so she took me home and honestly it wasn't my mom I was scared of it was my dad yeah Mm -hmm. and I was like begging her not to tell my dad but she told him and did you get in big trouble huge trouble (laughs) like I was grounded for months. I wasn't allowed to hang out with those people anymore. Which is a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, it was, yeah. that was the first time I ever got caught doing anything. So I just have a general question. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that parents in these small, seemingly perfect towns that you grew up in, they are oblivious what goes on? Yeah, actually, um, most of my friends in high school actually did drugs and drank and partied on the weekends. And um, also, uh, Coppell is, is a town with money. So I just think, um, I don't know if it's that parents don't really care or if they just don't even realize it. I just don't think they pay enough attention. Well, mm-hmm. not to interrupt you, mm-hmm. but we just um, talked about it's not my kid, not my kid. Not, yeah, not my kid syndrome. Not they my kid syndrome think, is what yeah. they say. So I don't know if. I think it's I think it's that I think it's um, Money Town because mm-hmm. I would had a career there for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> so I saw it often, and I worked with a lot of teenagers, which um, we talked about more than their parents ever knew. So I think it's a several things. I think one is it will never be my kid, not my kid. My mm-hmm. kid would never do that. Yeah. I raised oh, okay. them different. Mm-hmm. So we call it the not my kid syndrome. And then the other is not wanting to do it because I don't have time for it. Here, do whatever you want. Um, mm-hmm. You're a teenager. Yeah. I raised you already. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Or just complete not paying attention. Ignorant. Like yeah. I knew some yeah. parents. I was shocked that were like, yeah, my daughter's out, but I'm going, I go to bed at 10. I just hope she comes home. I'm like, Oh yeah, my, my mom will stay up. My dad <laughs> sat by the door. That's how my she like, still yeah. doesn't go to bed. I am in my thirties, and she will still have me text her that I am safely at home if I'm mm-hmm. out. I, I actually yep. had a friend whose mom would like go out of town for like weeks at a time and, and just, just leave her and just leave her, and thinking so, that she was doing nothing wrong. No, sh- I mean I, I don't know, but like that's literally that's the house we partied at because right. there was never a parent home. That's unreal. Yeah. I mean, it's not surprising. I very vividly remember um, at the dance studio, some moms being super upset that you had swimsuit modeling shoots, but their kids were known to give blowjob to everybody in the school (laughs) and have sex with everyone in the school, but God forbid. Mm -hmm. But they would never think that. God forbid you get a tan. (laughs) No, it's not allowed. not be tan. Something too, like if, like let's say a kid got in trouble with the cops or something, like um, the, like parents would like ban their kids from like hanging out with that kid because they thought like oh they're a bad influence they're a bad yeah. influence and i'm like um but your kid <laughs> does the same things as him they just didn't get caught i actually yeah. saw that with one of my students actually she for an entire year got blamed for a few of them like were smoking and stuff mm-hmm. and everybody blamed her mm-hmm. for everyone else doing it i was like wait but so yeah. now she's not the kids aren't allowed to talk to her but all your kids were doing it already. Yeah. That everyone has their choice. Mm-hmm. No, she didn't put a gun to their head. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I feel like Cub Hill, Plano, all those mm-hmm. wealthy school districts have had those problems for years. Definitely. So, since you went through that, like, how do you think that parents could be more aware? What should they do? Um, well, I think definitely, like, my parents, like, they're very involved parents but like I still hit it from them so well like what did you do I just like 
I was the type of person like I would I would tell my parents like oh look like my friend's doing that and like my friend's doing this and my friend's doing this so like I'm such a good kid like (laughs) yeah blah 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 you know what I mean like I would be like oh yeah this person drinks and this person parties so like Mm -hmm. my parents didn't think I did anything and also my two older sisters didn't really do much so I I mean they would have had no really reason to think that I would kind of like become this like crazy party girl (laughs) but I was a really good liar I was a really good manipulator and um I just think like parents like you need to be like more open with your kids like something too is I was so deathly afraid to get in trouble yeah like so Mm -hmm. scared of my dad and like not really as scared of my mom but I was deathly afraid my mom would tell my dad and so I never wanted to tell my parents anything because I was so scared I was going to get in trouble so I really just think like open communication is like the best way to like handle that because if your kid is afraid of you they're not going to come tell you anything yeah wow yeah, that's that's definitely true. Um, do you um, like open communication? Meaning what? Like, when as a parent, when you find out your kid does wrong, obviously mm-hmm. you have to ground them, though. So mm-hmm. they're supposed to be afraid of you somewhat. <laughs> so I'm like, is it the level? Are you saying is it like? I think like most kids in high school like are going to experiment. Like, I think that's a given and like not saying that it's right, like at all, but I think it's a given that most kids are. I know like I've had long conversations with my mom now and she said, you know, like I did a lot of these things when I was younger too. And so I think it's just, I think you need to like let your kid know that like they can come talk to you. Like they can tell you like, hey, my friends are starting to drink. Like, I've been thinking about it. Like, what do you think? Like, Mm -hmm. hey, a lot of my friends are having sex. Like, I don't really know what to do. Like, I wanted to talk to you about it. You want to feel comfortable with your parent. Yeah. That's what she's saying. So you want to feel like, not when you do the wrong, I think. Before. 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 Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Like, I say it all the time, being from Europe, like this whole drinking age of 21 here is mm-hmm. so stupid to me i don't understand it because mm-hmm. it makes it more interesting mm-hmm. at home there is i mean we I, we always say if you want to try it have it it was yeah, funny because when you're young she's like here if you want to try it have it you try it and you're like Ugh, that's yeah. the nastiest yeah. thing i'm yeah. never <laughs> drinking that ever yeah. in my life and i drink wine all the time <laughs> <laughs> but i mean that's just i, I I've always believed if you're so crazy about everything, like, are you going to tell? I don't know anyone that waited till they were 21 to drink. Oh, I don't, I don't either. I don't either. so <laughs> silly to me, but that's how it is with everything. But I think, I think we always... We have said that always in the sex thing, too. And the reason why I had some of the teenagers I knew were super crazy and the moms didn't know is because you say it so much. Like, this is bad. Sex is mm-hmm. bad. It's the devil. You're going to hell. And you're like, what do you think a kid's going to yeah. do? Like... Yeah. Well, she not keeps listen. saying, no, yeah. and you always want to do something you're yeah. not supposed to sometimes. Yeah. Well, also, like, kids are sneaking out and drinking and driving and mm-hmm. doing all these things because their parents have no idea what they're even doing. And they are so strict with you cannot drink till you're 21. Yeah. yeah kind and of thing. I mean, if that's, like, a parent's thing, like, that's fine. Like, more power to you. Like, that's your family. But also, I think you need to kind of be realistic. Like, Perfect. your kid's in high school. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I think that's good advice. It's really good. Yeah. Now, the boyfriend you had, mm-hmm. was he, I know he partied, but was he abusive? Was he? Um. So not at first. Um. I would say he's always been pretty emotionally abusive Um. when we were younger. Um. So I kind of grew up as the type of person who was very like lovey-dovey like I wore my heart on my sleeve because like that's how I saw my parents how they like interacted with each other and that's the family you grew up in yeah (laughs) and love you love you everybody loves you so much every day so like I would like you know I would make him like these little journals and like I would always make him stuff for his birthday and for Christmas because like I just wanted him to like know that I cared about him because like I like loved him he was like the first guy I ever loved and like he would show all of his friends at lunch like the journals that I made him and like they would pass him around like in a circle and like he would show them all and then like they would make fun of me what Mm -hmm. and like and how long were you guys dating we were or how long I guess in general in general we were on and off for seven years holy I did not know that yeah so we like officially ended things right when I turned 21 
That wow. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Okay, continue. Um, so he just would kind of like, he was the type of guy we would talk for like two or three weeks at a time. And then he would just stop texting me, like would ignore me in school, wouldn't answer my phone calls, wouldn't text me back. I would like try to talk to him in school and he would just kind of like give me the side eye, like, like, why are you talking to me? Like, whereas like literally the day before he had just been like, I love you so much. I'm so in love with you. Like whatever. And then he would ignore me for like two or three weeks. And then he would text me and like beg for me back. And like, me like I was so naive and I was just like so in love with this kid like I took him back every single time even though like you know he was hooking up with other girls like he was saying horrible things about me behind my back like he would like call me crazy to my face because like I would be upset that like he was ignoring me or Or with with another girl or with another girl yeah I saw something (laughs) I think on uh Instagram story I think Aubrey might have posted actually it said Behind every boyfriend who calls their girlfriend, their ex crazy, just think about that it's probably him that made her that way. Exactly. (laughs) This is your fault, motherfucker. I was always like, I'm not crazy. You're making me crazy. Yeah. Like, because I mean, that's how I felt. Like, I genuinely felt insane because, first off, I didn't understand why I kept taking him back. Like, I knew that he wasn't treating me right and I knew I deserved better, but I just could not, like, get over him it was like this attachment like this sick like addiction to him and like I couldn't let it go and I I didn't understand why did you notice that all three me Valerie and Nicola just said that the bad relationships were like an addiction addiction. Mm -hmm. yeah there's no rehab for that no (laughs) damn it yeah, instead Love of addiction. some episodes we have had, Marcella talked about hers and Valerie talked about hers. And mm-hmm. it's just mind boggling, really. It's just because like she's saying, I knew like so at the time, like when he's begging for you back in your head, are you like, why am I doing this? Were you aware then or are you aware now? I think at the time I so he would like text me and I'd be like, mm, OK. And I like wouldn't respond to like the first few messages because I was like no I don't need him and then like he was just such a good manipulator that like I would fall for it again so like I I knew that like it wasn't right and I knew that I shouldn't take him back but like I did anyways because I was like well maybe it'll be different this time (laughs) you know I'll change him this time (laughs) this time so how did your uh, parents feel about him my parents hated him um he actually I actually met him because he was best friends with Juliana and so that's how I met him and so we started talking and then you know he pulled his whole I'm gonna stop talking to you after two weeks kind of thing and after probably like three or four times of him doing that Juliana was like we're not friends anymore dude like you're screwing over my sister and you don't care at all so like we're not friends so like she cut him off and my parents hated him and I actually wasn't allowed to see him or talk to him so I was sneaking around my like behind my parents back talking to him seeing him just like dating him <laughs> yeah exactly yeah <laughs> yeah so the in high school mm-hmm. it was drinking and smoking pot was uh, that more yeah so um probably around my sophomore year um so my mom she is actually an alcoholic um so her drinking got really bad when Juliana graduated um I don't know like why it got so bad it just kind of did I think addicts and alcoholics just eventually hit a point and there's just kind of no return and so I was kind of dealing with my mom's drinking and then I didn't really have like I wanted to be able to talk to the guy that I was dating but I couldn't because he was so on and off with me so I kind of turned to um, like partying to kind of cope with it and I remember like so at first I was just kind of drinking and smoking weed just like for fun and I remember like the first time I ever like did something because I was like I Depressed. need like I need to get high because like I don't want to feel this way anymore um, my mom had a lot of um, pills in her medicine cabinet and so I would raid her medicine cabinet and I would go on to rxlist.com and I would look up every single bottle, every single prescription and read the description of it to see if I could get high off of it. Mm-hmm. And I would just take a couple pills out of the bottle at a time so my mom wouldn't notice. And that's when I started getting high off pills. And your sophomore. Now, my, my sophomore year in high just school. Just a little backstory. Nicolette's mom 
my best friend has had severe health problems mm-hmm. her whole life. Like she had, she has something called adult onset cystic fibrosis mm-hmm. and some other stuff. I mean, it's been yeah really difficult for her, and she has had part of her lung removed. Yeah, and she has had a lot of lot of issues. So, mm-hmm. I think the alcohol. I mean, I always say <laughs> when you have so much going on, she probably just did that to just help herself with oh, yeah. all her emotions. And my mom is an amazing woman. Right. Amazing. amazing. She is one of my favorite human beings. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Mm-hmm. And so like, I don't ever blame her for anything. Cause right. I mean, I went through the same thing, so I totally get it. Right. But at that age, especially when you're right. going through so much, um, I felt like, and when I look back on it now, I don't think I didn't have my mom, but at that time I felt like I didn't have my mom anymore. Well, at that time, it her alcohol was really kind of spiraling out of control, and it was mm-hmm. very difficult. Mm-hmm. So I can see how that is. And my dad was travel. My dad travels a lot for business, right. just in general. Yeah. And so her drinking would get worse when he would go out of town because he wasn't around to mm-hmm. like kind of you know keep her in check. <laughs> right. And so there were a lot of nights where you know I came home and she would be drunk on the couch, and I would have like have to ask my friends to leave. Um, I remember I came home one night and she had fallen on the floor and like busted her lip open and was just like sitting there bleeding. And I remember that Gabrielle was actually there. And um, I she like crawled into my lap and like fell asleep in my lap and was just like bleeding. And I was just sitting there crying because like I didn't know what to do, which is traumatizing for your eight. You're so I mean, for anybody. And I think addiction whether it is substance or alcohol whatever mm-hmm. um doesn't make anybody a bad person because it is you are battling some uh, a disease yeah inside that you haven't you didn't get control over at the like somewhere it started to spiral and mm-hmm. then what do you do yeah so your mom is an amazing woman mm-hmm. and it's hard for you to see i'm sure because it's scary too like how mm-hmm. do you know like oh my gosh at such a young age i feel like my mom's like dying like in yeah. my lap well, I think? think it's also, it was probably super confusing because she's one of the best moms yeah. ever. Like uh, she lives for her family and mm-hmm. her children and she you is. guys meant everything to her. And so every single breath she takes is for her children. I mean, every, I mean just from morning to night. So mm-hmm. then when she couldn't control her alcohol, I'm sure you at that very tender age mm-hmm. were like, well... What is that? (laughs) Well, I thought too, like I was like, well, you know, her drinking got really bad when Juliana left. So like maybe she's upset about Juliana leaving. And then, you know, me in my head, I'm like, am I not good enough? Like, is me like being here, like not good enough for her? Like, does she have to have Juliana and Dominique here? But like, and I mean, obviously like that's not true, but (laughs) like, you know, little, yeah, yeah, Yeah. I was young and in my head, I just like didn't understand what was going on. And so, yeah, I started um, like really heavily taking hydrocodone. And so how many would you take? I'd probably take like, well, I started off just like taking a couple and then I got like, I was taking like seven or eight, like at once. Um, Were you scared at all? Or you just wanted to numb so much no, stuff? No, I was the, I'm the type, I was the type of person. I would do anything. I didn't care what it was. If it if I, if I thought it could get me high or if I thought that it could make me feel something different, I would take it. I, yeah. I could not care less. I couldn't have, couldn't have cared less what it was. Okay. So, um, was there a switch at some point? Like, I mean, when you smoked pot the first time, like, mm-hmm. was that scary or no, not either? No, I was like excited to do it. Like I wanted to do it. I wanted to get high. I just, I think I just wanted to know what it felt like. And then I did it and I felt like I realized how it felt and I was just like super giggly and like, like didn't have a care in the world. And I was like, oh my God, I love this feeling. I want to feel this for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of where the getting high kind of came in. And then you just start chasing. You just start. Feeling. And, and it, you have to get a higher high every single time. So like, you know, you start with weed and then you drink alcohol and then you just progressively move to harder and harder things because, you know, after a while, the weed high, like it gets boring. So how old are you at this point? I'm, at that point, I think I was 16. Yeah, I was 16 because I was driving. So in a very short period of time. Yeah, it, it progressed really quickly. Um, that's the thing like with addiction is it happens so fast and you don't even realize it. Yourself. Did, yeah. Yeah. Did your parents know about the pills? No. So I actually found this huge bottle of hydros in my parents' medicine cabinet. 
And this was around the time that my drink, my mom's drinking had gotten really bad. So my dad didn't want her like taking things. So I like took the bottle and I said, hey, dad, I just wanted to let you know I found this huge bottle of hydros in your medicine cabinet and I'm going to flush them down the toilet because I don't want mom getting her hands on them. Mm -hmm. And he was like, OK, thanks so much. And I took them. Oh, so that was like your first, is that like your first big lie like mm -hmm. to them? Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. So then. So from I, there, no, from there. Um. So I would, so my mom and dad were kind of fighting a lot at this point too. So I would get home from school, go lock myself in my bedroom, take a handful of hydros and then just chug. Um, my mom drank a lot of wine. So I would fill up a water bottle full of wine and just chug a water bottle full of wine and pass out and wake up the next day, go to school, come home and do it all over again. Every day? Every single day. So, um, and then once I ran out of that bottle, I started finding kids around the school that could sell like pills to me. And then um, I started getting my hands on like liquid codeine. Um, so like if you get cough syrup at the doctor because you mm -hmm. have strep, there's like codeine and promethazine in it. Lean, yeah. yeah. So um, I started um, like what the wrappers drink that. Yeah. I it was yeah. purple drink. That is, it. <laughs> so yeah, is that, that what that is? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I started drinking that. Um, I would get like bottles, like big bottles of just like promethazine and codeine and just like chug them. Um, so like that was like. I was mostly um, like a pill, like hydro taker and then like codeine drinker for most of Did high school. Did you tired? No, I just like, have you ever like taken opiates before? No. Okay. So they make you feel like you're like floating. Like okay. you feel like you're on like a cloud. And so like at that point, like that was my favorite thing to feel. Gotcha. Um, I also would take like a bunch of muscle relaxers. So like I would go to school and take like a bunch of muscle relaxers. What's a bunch? Like probably like five or six. And I remember I fell down the stairs one time. At school. At school. Because I was so high. Like on muscle relaxers and on hydros. How can you... Because you're a good student, right? Mm -hmm. How can you still study with all that? I was just... I I was scared to get bad grades, honestly. Right. So um, would you say you're like a functioning addict? I was definitely a functioning, functioning. addict at the time. Um, progressively, I became non-functioning. <laughs> but at this point in my life... Um, I could still study. I was a dancer. Like I danced for my high school team. Mm -hmm. So I was up every morning at six o'clock in the morning to go to dance practice before school. I was dancing at the football games. I was a nanny. So I was babysitting kids. Like I was doing everything, even though I was secretly getting high behind everyone's back. Did anybody know? A couple of my friends knew. Yeah. Um, they knew I was taking hydros, but um, I don't think they really knew like how bad it was. Were they doing it too? Mm -mm. okay i mean my friends like one of my friends like they would take like muscle relaxers here and there or, i like, mean i have done that and i you know taken a muscle relaxer for my back but right i don't i'm like i don't know i'm just gonna go to bed yeah so it was actually the guy that i was dating see was, i don't like the way it makes me feel like <laughs> at all yeah like, any of it like yeah. I don't like the pain like pills. I don't like the like muscle relaxers. I don't like mm -hmm. any. But yet. some people are different. Some people like that the, high feeling, yeah. that the right. floating on a cloud, and then some people are the up here. Which yeah. is that when I was crazy, I was like, yeah. yeah. You. So right. I, my first thing I was using was just downers. Like I was okay. just a downer kind of person. And you would think like, oh, you're depressed. Like you would want to like an upper. But I just wanted downers. Like I was so just like sitting in self-pity and just like sitting in self-misery and I just didn't want to get out of it like I just you was, wanted that I was in this like deep dark hole and like there was I was like meh whatever but I mean I saw you during that time I several times yeah. and I would never know yeah that's it you're always the Most same sweet <laughs> bouncy cute adorable Nicolette mm -hmm. that's why I say functioning yeah so it's not like where you're looking at her like Something is wrong. Yeah. You just are doing that. I think I'm um addicts are really good too at like kind of putting out this persona. Um it's actually in like the big book, like which is our AA book that we study out of. It's called like the actor. Like you put on this like persona and you play this different person to the whole world, even though that's not really who you are. Oh wow. Um mm -hmm. I've never heard that before. That's mm -hmm. very interesting. Yeah. Is there like a lot of those? Not actors, but like like different characters. Like, yeah. Yeah. So um, like, you know, I have one person that I am with my parents and then I had another person that I was with my friends and then a completely different person that I was with the guy I was dating. And then there was really like me, who, like who I am by myself.
Mm-hmm. So it's like all these different, like almost kind of like different personalities that like you get. Wow. That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Wow. And very good for somebody to hear or for people to hear if, if you're even wondering mm-hmm. if your child or partner or whatever is taking you mean yeah uh, yeah yeah so would they have been thinking back to that time they never knew they never found out your parents didn't not that i was like taking hydros and stuff no what would you say like if you now in that position mm-hmm. back then would you have done something not that no blame mm-hmm. just to help other people should they have looked more should they have searched more should they or was there nothing was there nothing that they that anyone could do if they are in a situation today with maybe someone young where Mm -hmm. they could get help sooner i think um definitely my dad was really really involved in everything that was going on with my mom so i really think at that point i could have kind of gotten away with anything Um, not because my parents didn't care but just there was just so much going on with my mom um so i think yeah i i think at there were certain points where it was pretty obvious that i was coming home high um but also i think my dad just desperately didn't want to believe that i was doing that so he didn't want to say anything to me right i can say that did Mm -hmm. your sisters have any idea Mm, dominique like kind of knew but like we, me and her would just like kind of talk about like partying and stuff. So she thought I was just doing it like recreationally okay, and like okay. for fun. Yeah. Like she didn't think I was like doing it because I like was depressed and like trying to get high. And like, no, like, like that was never stuff I would tell Juliana because she would have immediately told my parents. Which <laughs> <laughs> is a good thing. But yeah. But yeah. So but I mean, at that time I was like, no, no. no. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's going to know. Um, Did you. So is that just your entire high school? And then the boyfriend, did he do that with you? Yeah. So he actually... Um, was really big into opiates as well. Okay. So he would actually drink lean like at school. And um, like, he would drink what? Lean, the, the, the codeine and promethazine. Uh, okay, okay. So, like, a lot of people like mix it into Sprite and like just drink it like as a drink. So, like, he would come like walk around school with like a styrofoam cup, like with like codeine and Sprite in his cup and like fall asleep at his desk in class. Too. Mine too. Yeah. And you couldn't bring outside um, like containers of any kind <laughs> or even a Gatorade. The kids at yeah. my school would, would do the, the orange juice and vodka mm-hmm. in the morning. and A lot of, you know, what's funny is a lot of my friends at high school, or not my friends, but the people I knew in high school were actually buying drugs from kids in Coppell. Really? And yeah. I was like, well, my school's like the ghetto school, and you're going to the rich neighborhood to go buy. Yeah, you would not think as many kids in Coppell do drugs as they do, but you can get your hands on so much, mm-hmm. and it, like it's insane. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. still... Yeah, still. Yeah. I feel like money is a big attraction. It is. Attractor. Well, also like. Attraction for that. With parents that have money, like like the guy that I was dating, like he re- he had a Lexus and he wrecked his Lexus like four or five times. And his dad was just like, okay, let me buy you a new one. Like he kept wrecking it because he was like high and like fucked up. And like, mm-hmm. you can say that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You can say anything. Okay. I say it all the time. I know. <laughs> and like. And his dad just kept buying him a new one. So it's like, it's not like he ever had any consequences. Yeah. That's the, I couldn't yeah. think of the word. So uh, yeah. just said it. There's no consequences for anything ever. And Mommy and daddy would buy you out every and, time. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he would get in trouble with the police and his dad would just pay for a lawyer to get his case dropped. Like, yeah. it, like it didn't matter. Like he could do anything and like he would always get away with it. Did that frustrate you? Yeah. Because <laughs> like I yeah. was getting in trouble with mm-hmm. my parents and like he could do whatever he wanted. Mm-hmm. But I think that also like fueled me to like, like I kept just doing worse and like more bad things because i was like well why do all of these other kids get away with whatever they want to get away with and i can't Mm -hmm. you know so and were you guys when you and your boyfriend at the time did you guys do it together and do you feel like you had that um kind of the i think i I forgot what i called it last time but that chemical love that um it's not real Mm -hmm. it's that addiction like we love each other so much but it's really like the drugs talking so in high school, we drank a lot together. Um, he's actually the guy, like the first person I ever took a Xanax with, mm-hmm. and we would smoke a lot of weed together. Okay. Um, we started using more heavily together um, actually after high school. Okay. Um, when I had transferred back from San Diego State, we were actually living together. 
and um, he was living in my apartment with me, and my parents obviously had no idea. Okay, hold on. I didn't know this either. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Before we go there, mm-hmm. let's go back to the high school just, just for a moment. Mm-hmm. As far as drinks, like mm-hmm. what kind of uh, alcohol um, are was, we talking? I was a big beer girl because I didn't like the flavor of liquor. Um, so I drank a lot, mostly all throughout high school. It was just beer. Um, and then probably like my junior, senior year, I kind of switched to liquor cause I was also like watching my weight. Um, so then I like started switching to liquor. So I was a big tequila girl. Like I would have drank an entire oh, bottle of tequila to myself. So. <laughs> yeah. And I liked, um, vodka, I'm a vodka girl myself. Yeah. yeah. I like clear, <laughs> clear liquor. I didn't like, mm-hmm. like Dark. whiskey or yeah. anything. Okay. So now you're graduating high school mm-hmm. and all I can ever remember is like, I can't wait to go to college. And yeah. so your dad and you went on lots of trips to mm-hmm. find college and then you decided on San Diego. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit more about when you left, when you first got there, how was that like? So I had decided to go to San Diego because I wanted to go really far away. I did not want to stay around Coppell and I didn't want to go to a college that any of my friends were going to because I just... Like, honestly, I never really had very good friends. Like, my girlfriends were always just kind of shitty towards me. Yeah. And so... Common. (laughs) Girls are just mean. So mean. Which should be a whole podcast in itself. Yeah. About mean girls. Mean girls. (laughs) Yeah. Your mom and I have talked about this a lot. Mm -hmm. Since we were little. We really have because we're very confused about the fact that the way you both grew up, Mm -hmm. I mean the way our families have always been, it is an overabundance of love. Mm-hmm. And you guys are just, it is just like a fairy tale, really, how you grow up. Yeah. And I, yes, <laughs> I mean, it's the truth. And then you go and you find these mean people. Mm-hmm. And I think that was very confusing as a parent. Yeah. But today, I think more, it's kind of, I think you guys are so confused how that's even possible. Because mm-hmm. you have never seen it before. Because you wouldn't be mean to anyone. Well, I was taught growing up, treat others how you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like, and I'm a people pleaser too. So like, me too. I oh, will do anything. <laughs> I <hate> it. <laughs> yeah, but I would do anything. Like if you asked me to jump, I'd be like, yep, how high? Like yeah, if right. that's going to make you happy, I'll do it for you, you know? Yeah. And I went, I constantly went out of my way to do things for people who never really gave a crap about me. And that just kind of like continued to like tear my self-esteem down even like worse than it already was. You're almost shocked. Yeah. Right? Like, and you're, yeah. you are a people pleaser too. I know. So, so exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't help it. <laughs> but I think, I think that's why I think Whitley, thank God for you. And I think Gino is so good. And thank God you guys found each other because oh, no. I wonder if you hadn't, had you possibly been in a situation like oh, we had been. I, yeah. I think was last night or the night before Gino. I was like, oh my gosh, I would just not be well off. <laughs> I was not on a good path. But yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> I I agree. But I, yeah. But Gino, he's good at like, you know, he's, he's not mean, but he's like, you can't. He's stern. You have to take care of yourself before yeah. you take care of other people. Because I was on the phone with him. This was like a week or two ago. And or it was before I got paid for the costumes and I had like that drama. I had like seven dollars on my bank account. And that's all I had. Mm-hmm. And this guy was walking around and he's like, hey, do you have money? Because I had just gotten gas like I spent all my money on my gas. And um, <clears throat> I was like, he's like, I need to feed me and my wife. And I was like, well, I I really don't have a lot. I'm getting <laughs> gas right now. And it was like, like $20. And I was like, okay, I'll stop it. And then I'll save $7. And I took it out and I gave it to him. And I told Gino, he's like, Willie, you can't do that. <laughs> and he like gave me a hail card after I gave him my cash. He's like, yeah, I just got this job. And he's like, he's a grown man with a job. Do not give him your money. And I'm just like, I can't so help it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm the same I always way. say, I, I feel bad. I feel bad. I and know. somebody once told me they're like, I feel like that's your default, and I'm like, 
No, I actually feel bad. No, I like, know. You have no idea. It's like, like I think about it internal. forever. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, man, two years ago, I should have given that guy <laughs> 10 bucks. I feel oh. bad. I do too. I hate that. It's I difficult. I do too. Yeah. Oh. So I like then, pray f- to not have that. Mm-hmm. And then I much. think you're more hurt when you've done so much and you really, you mm-hmm. truly love people. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want anybody to ever be sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't, even if they've wronged me and then something happens, I'm like, oh, now I feel yeah. like feel bad for you and i think that that's what gets us into trouble and we will almost it gets you in trouble with manipulative people right and mean people because not with no not with good people right but when you get Mm -hmm. caught up with someone that's manipulative and definitely bad evil whatever yeah Yeah, i should clarify it's not all people (laughs) (laughs) manipulative mean people and then it almost crushes Mm -hmm. our soul yeah i feel like i put this certain expectation on others of how i want them to treat me because that's how i would treat them and then they don't meet that expectation and i'm like well, should I have put that expectation on them? Like, maybe yeah. I shouldn't, like, expect so much from them. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. Yeah. Which then is bad for a relationship. Yeah. Because then your expectations are, like, zero. Zero. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, I expect this. So <laughs> yeah. No yeah. big deal. Yeah. Yeah, That that is, you deserve everything, girls. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Which, yeah, that's, yeah. I started doing that, too. And, like, because Gino was so nice. So nice. And I'm, like... <laughs> Well, it's like, if it doesn't work out, like, it's okay. I'm used to that. He's like, don't, like, say that. You're (laughs) you're not supposed to expect something bad. I'm like, well, if you expect the worst, nothing bad can happen. He's like, that is not (laughs) how it should be. And I was just so confused, like, in the beginning. I'm like, what? I'm like, but (laughs) I'm never disappointed if I expected that. And he's like, no, like. Oh, we need, we need we're to have still high working on it. I know, yeah. but like high expectations. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Please I, have yeah. high expectations. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm begging you guys to have high expectations. I'm better now. Have you been better? Yeah. Yeah. I've been a lot better. And <laughs> <laughs> you're good. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm <really> good. <laughs> so now you wanted to go far away, mm-hmm. San Diego. You go there. You knew nobody. Mm-hmm. Not one soul. Not one person. Um, and there's no family there no one right mm -mm. but I was so happy about that because I just like I felt like it was a fresh start for me like I got to start over and so when you really quick I'm I'm trying to understand when Mm -hmm. you're going with your dad from college campus to college campus and you're visiting all these schools are you taking pills then too those days yeah so do you need them though well so I would fill up um, like ibuprofen bottles or anything like I would just like throw some hydros in there like just kind of mix it in and then like take it with me on the plane like wherever I would go which actually I've heard like is illegal like you can get in trouble for that and like I never knew that if it's not your prescription mm-hmm. well yeah I know that but like yeah. you like if you like stick like a different pill and like a different pill bottle oh. like you can get in trouble for doing that Even especially especially at the airport oh I didn't know that either yeah so I know that now, but yeah, that's what I used to do. So, I mean, by this point, I'm like, I need to get high. Like, I need to. So, like, do you wake up and you need it right away? How does that work? Yeah, um, like, obviously, over time, you get physically dependent on opiates. Um, So, if you don't have them, you'll withdraw. You'll get really sick. You'll throw up. You'll get sweats, shakes. Um, You'll be really sick for, like, a few days if you're withdrawing. If I wouldn't take them, yeah, but... And that's the thing, too, is, like, no one knew, like, how bad I actually was. So, like, not my family, not my friends, nothing. Like, no one Did you ever try to not take them and then started feeling that way? Yeah, if you, like, don't take them, you'll start withdrawing immediately. And it's a a withdrawing from opiates is a horrible feeling. I've heard that a lot. Yeah. So you're going on the college campuses. You're still taking your stuff. Mm -hmm. Do you take less when you're with him? Or no, I just would take them more at night um, versus during the day, because when we're at night, like we would just go to bed versus like I would take like a like a couple in the morning, like just to get me like through the day. And then I would take like my heavier dosage like at night when we were going to bed. So like if you're taking them before bed, Mm -hmm. you're just going to sleep. Yes. Does it change that? Well, opiates also make you really, really tired Mm -hmm. um, if you take a lot of them. So if you take too much, you'll literally just sit there and just nod out. Like you can't keep yourself awake. So if you take enough, you'll just you'll just knock out completely. And is that what you're? That was the goal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just to knock out. Yeah. 
So you don't have to think. Mm -hmm. Which is, I think, why then you have the alcoholic part. Because you just drink and drink and drink until you don't have to think. You pass out. Mm -hmm. Because that's what, I mean, I guess, if I have insomnia and I'm awake, I'm dealing with all the thoughts in my head. Mm -hmm. But if I was somebody who was drinking or had an addictive personality, that's I think I'm a danger if I had that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. I'm awake, I'm awake, I'm awake, and there's all these thoughts in my head, like, mm-hmm. how do I shut them up, which would be to take pills or to, to drink, and yeah. then I could finally fall asleep. I'm crazy, and I just stay awake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Watch if I need Me to too. sleep, I will, like, drink wine and make myself sleep. Tired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, when you're doing just the pills, you do not need alcohol? No. Because you're not addicted to the alcohol at this point. You're just addicted to the pills. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So now you're leaving home. Mm-hmm. You're moving in. Your dad is driving across town. <laughs> I mean, the country. Yeah. <laughs> town. Town. <laughs> across the country. And you move into a dorm mm-hmm. with a roommate? Yeah. It was actually a random roommate. Like, we had met before, but we didn't know each other prior. To, we met online. Okay. So we didn't know each other prior to, like, moving in together. How was that? She was good. Um, Like, we didn't become super best friends. I actually ended up meeting my best friend. She lived on the same hallway as me. Um, We ended up joining the same sorority together. So um, I hung out with her most of the time. Me and my roommate weren't, like, super close. (laughs) So, but you're in college now, really far away from home. Mm -hmm. How does that make you feel? So I was really, really, really excited at first um, because I love my parents to death, but, like, they're super hovering and stuff so <laughs> I was free I was like really excited to like get away from that and I was also excited like I was like I can party whenever I want like I can <laughs> I, I can drink on the weekends and not have to come home to or on the weekdays and not have to come home to my family and I can go out every single night on the weekends like I was really excited that I could just like party a lot um but when I first got there I didn't like I said I didn't know anyone so I didn't know where to get drugs from at this point so I came with the stash that I had from Coppell brought it with me to San Diego and then once I ran out for probably like two or three months I wasn't using at all Mm -mm. so you did you did the withdrawal the withdrawal Mm -hmm. by yourself Mm -hmm. yeah how was that it it sucks (laughs) but you were by yourself yeah so I didn't like detox or anything I just kind of withdrew for a few days in my room and kind of threw up for a few days and like was really sick and then like it it takes a couple days to get out of your system and then like you'll kind of get over it and you'll still feel kind of shitty but you won't be like throwing up constantly were you scared at all during that time or you're just like well I know what this is so just deal with it um I had like kind of dealt with it before so I I wasn't really freaking out about it Mm -hmm. also like I mean, when you talk to doctors and stuff, like it's it's very it's unsafe to detox. That's what I was. Yourself. That's why I was so dangerous. Yeah, but I was always in the mindset of I'm invincible. Nothing's ever going to yeah. happen to me. Can I yeah. just say that? Yeah, yeah. And I think so. Then when you're clean, because mm-hmm. did you like that feeling? Did you feel better? So I wasn't doing drugs, but I was still drinking a lot. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I got heavily into drinking because. That I mean, it I was replaces a, it basically. Yeah, and I was in a sorority, so we were going to fraternity parties all the time. Yeah, and I still I didn't know where to. If had I been able to get my hands on drugs, I would have. I just didn't know where to get them from, and so I eventually found someone. Yeah, like I found a dealer around Christmas break, and then I just picked it right back up. So, so you went there August in August, and you didn't use at all. Well, she had some, so she had to use oh, that. Yeah. How so, long? Um, I probably stopped using in October and then um, didn't use all of October, November, um, December, and then started using when I came home again for Christmas break because I knew kids in Coppell to get stuff from. And then when I went back second semester, I actually went on um, a Tahoe trip like with a fraternity. Like We all went to Lake Tahoe together, and that's where I met a kid who knew where to get drugs from. And so he introduced me to his dealer when we got back to San Diego State. So that was in January. So I have an important question about this. Mm-hmm. How expensive is it buying this? 
I was gonna ask you. Opiates are really expensive. Um, Xanax is a little bit cheaper. It like it just depends. So like hydros are less than oxys, and then like oxys are less than roxys. So like I would buy like like you you could charge like if you're gonna get like a ten milligram hydrocodone, like just depending on who you're buying it from. Like I would be charged like fifteen or twenty dollars per pill. Per pill. Per pill. Per pill. So that's my oh next my question: the milligrams. How many milligrams did you take? So hydros are oxys are stronger than hydrocodone. So if I'm gonna take hydrocodone, I could probably take like, mm, like at this point, I was probably taking like hundred and ten milligrams of hydrocodone, and then I could take probably like eighty milligrams of oxys. And what about Xanax? Xanax. Um, so you could get like a Xanax bar for like five dollars. Um, a bar is like one to two milligrams, yeah. just depending on what kind of Xanax you get. And the thing about Xanax is it's really hard to OD on it. Um, so I could take a handful of them, like but ten or fifteen but it's at a very time. Addicting. Super addicting, mm-hmm. but it's hard to OD on them. So I could take mm-hmm. a handful of like 10 or 15 at a time. 10 or 15? And I and drink a bottle of alcohol and I would just pass out on the floor and my friends would just have to wake me up the next day. But you're going to be fucked up for right. a while. Well, like yeah, there's when you that, take that like, much. Because you, for migraines, I have Xanax on me all the time for migraines. Mm-hmm. I don't get them very often. That's the only time I take them. Mm-hmm. And I take. 0.5 milligrams and it messes me up. She's yeah. like, uh, <laughs> for like two days. Yeah. It's like, wow. Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine functioning. Yeah. I mean, the thing is about Xanax too is you build a tolerance to it really quickly. When my, my dad was addicted to Xanax. And Valium. And yeah. Valium. Really bad. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I know that part. So expensive. Mm-hmm. That's like, and you need a lot of pills. Mm-hmm. How could you afford that? So I had saved a lot of money before I went into college because I was working. So the I would put money into my savings account and then my dad would match it and put it into my savings account as well. So I was pretty much living, like buying my drugs off of my savings account, but I ran through it really quickly. Mm-hmm. Like probably halfway through my second semester of college, I was pretty much already done with it. So did you ask your family for money or how, how did you approach that so the drug dealer that I was actually buying from like liked me <laughs> so he would spot me a lot of the times um so he what does would that mean like he, he would, would front give, like he'd be like here I'll just give it to you you can pay me back later yeah so he would like front me a lot of pills sometimes he would just be like here take it it's a gift it's a present whatever like you know happy birthday yeah <laughs> they, they, a lot of them do that mm-hmm. just to get you more addicted so you can buy more? Or, well, I mean, if he liked her, it's kind yeah. of like that. Yeah. Or I've known drug dealers. They're just like, oh, here, yeah. happy birthday. Here, I'll give you extra. Also yeah. with um, a drug, another drug dealer that I had, um, which was actually when I had moved back to Coppell, I was sleeping with him. So it was pretty much like I would sleep with you and then he would give me drugs. Got it. Mm-hmm. Did your roommate in San Diego? Did she ever, like, know, like, especially in the withdrawal? Did she, like, think anything? She knew that I was taking Xanax, like, here and there. Um, I don't think she really knew much about me taking opiates, just because, like, we didn't know each other before. So <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not like she really knew, like, how I act, like, yeah. was supposed to act or anything. Um, my best friend, I actually got her into taking Xanax, which, if I could go back and change, I would 100%, because... We started doing a lot of Xanax together, um, and she knew that she actually took opiates with me one night, but they just made her sick, and so she hated them, so she never touched opiates again. I was about to ask that question, like how the girls were in your sorority, and then were you part, like were you doing this with friends or just by yourself? Um, so the Xanax, the drinking, the smoking weed, that I was doing with friends, friends. because it came off as a very recreational kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The opiates, though, I was doing by myself because I feel like if if you were to sit there and watch me take a handful of them, you'd be like, okay, wow, she's definitely an addict, you know? Did you feel that, like, when you were by yourself? Did you think that when you were by yourself? Or you, like, did you think that this was a problem? Um, at the time, I think my freshman year, no. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I knew it wasn't, like, normal, 
But then I thought like, okay, maybe I'm just going through a phase. Okay. But and I can stop at any time mm-hmm. whenever I'm done with it. And it's it's like at that point, I didn't want to stop yet. Right. So it really didn't matter to me. You're like, I'm you know? having fun. I'm partying. I'm excited to party. And also when I would take Xanax or I would take opiates or I would drink, like I felt like it made me this more kind of like outgoing person and it made me feel more comfortable like going out to parties, being around people. Like I felt like it made me a better version of myself. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that was such a fuel to like keep using because people liked the drunk Nicolette, you know, people liked the Nicolette that was running around yelling and having a good time. Like that's the girl that, I mean, that's what I thought in my head. I thought that's the girl that they like. So I need to be that girl all the time. And do you feel like that there was that difference from high school and college? Like where you, did you feel like you were more liked in college and maybe that's kind of yeah. what fueled that too? I kind of, like I said, I didn't really have very good girlfriends in high school. Right. So my girlfriends in college, like, were amazing people and so I thought like okay they just like this version of me better than the version I was of myself in high school so now you can finally have friends yeah and I'm that a makes crazy sense. partier <laughs> everybody so, likes me that's what Valerie said too yeah, yeah. what past, we're gonna out. do we're gonna take a short little break and we'll come oh, back no. because we have to end this part one yes and we'll come back with part two that everyone has to listen to of where the story goes Mm -hmm. and where you're at now and where you're at now because there's a lot in between still yeah so thank Thank you you for being so brave yeah it's awesome my goodness thank you so much you're teaching so many people so many people yes if you have any specific questions for us or if you want to be a guest on our show please hashtag ask tuposh on instagram snapchat at marcella ranieri or you can follow me on instagram marcella ranieri m-a-r-c-e-l-l-a R-A-N-E-R-I, and you can also follow Whitley, and that's at W-H-I-T-L-E-Y-Q-U-I-N-N-L. L. <laughs> well, my Snapchat is at Gabby Talks, and you can submit questions by emailing Boutique at yahoo.com, and thank you so much for listening. Happy endings, and spread sparkle everywhere you go. <laughs> Woo! <laughs>